phenomenon. Today's guests, we have two very special guests who've been doing phenomenal work in the Indian ecosystem. I would say their contributions in growing the Indian entrepreneurship ecosystem is disproportionate. Sharad Sharma, co-founder of iSprit Foundation, and Ravi Gururaj, head of the NASCOM Product Conclave and the Executive Council of the NASCOM Product Initiative. Um, both are angel investors, mentors, as well as playing huge roles in bringing the ecosystem together in India. So welcome, Sharad. Welcome, Ravi. It's a real pleasure to have you two today to kick around what's happening in India, what needs to be done, what's, uh, what are the bottlenecks, what are the great milestones. So, uh, we Good will... morning, Sarma. Delighted to be here. Thank you, Ravi. So uh, we will start with um, asking them for their, um, you know, high-level perspectives of the Indian ecosystem vis-a-vis -vis, uh, cloud entrepreneurship. Cloud has been actually a very productive area of entrepreneurship for the Indian product movement. Um, those of you who follow the industry, you know that. India has come from a services background. You know, it's been one of the biggest IT services success stories in history. And uh, today that industry has matured to a level where we are seeing a lot of product companies emerge. Some have reached some scale. Zoho is probably the one that people cite as one of the biggest examples of a success story out of India. But then there is a new generation of companies that are also coming up. So, Ravi, why don't you start us out with uh, giving us your thoughts on, on what is the general direction of the movement? Sure. I think, you know, uh, the product ecosystem in India is, you know, ripe at an inflection point in my mind. Uh, it's, uh, you know, we've seen a few years of good growth. We've seen the development of great role models. Uh, I think uh, the world is flatter than it's ever been to build a company from anywhere in the world uh, and to serve the globe, right? I also think, uh, you know, the economic and political and regulatory environment will, over the next few years, ease up dramatically in India uh, to help nurture entrepreneurship uh, and to aid in investments both domestically and internationally flowing into startups here. I think, uh, you know, assuming the new government that we have uh, in place now for the last few months, does all the right things, and they, they, they've shown every intent of wanting to do that, uh, we will be in a great, uh, uh, you know, I think uh, a rising kind of tide over the next few years in the product ecosystem. We already have many companies building product for both India and the globe from out of India. Uh, I think some of those companies have very audacious ambitions, uh, and uh, I, I've met many entrepreneurs here who are in the process of, uh, you know, even growing their enterprises to have foreign offices in Silicon Valley and New York and all of that. So it's, uh, it's a good, good sign of uh, how uh, we're progressing. There's also great interest from lots of the uh, platform players around the world and product companies around the world looking to India to understand how they can uh, take advantage of the innovation. Now, all that said, all that said, I should, there's a little bit of noise on the line. All that said, I should, uh, uh, I should caution that it's still a nascent ecosystem. We still have a long way to go. Compared to Israel, Silicon Valley, uh, I still think we're very, very nascent. But the opportunity is tremendous, uh, and I think we will see tremendous growth 
over the next few years. Uh, I think you know we already have billion-dollar companies. Uh, we've had a slew of uh, fundings of big of companies across the uh, across the board, and I think you know I'm very optimistic and very bullish over a medium to long-term perspective. I think uh, you know it's hard to move the needle uh, in the very near term, but I think uh, over the long term it's going to be a very very fun uh, ride over the next few years here from India. You have uh, been investing in cloud companies for a while. What is uh, what are you seeing? What is your general directional um, feedback? You know, I think uh, you know I echo most of what uh, Ravi said. I think the big change is that uh, that the remote selling or desk selling has uh, opened up uh, a whole new opportunity. So, especially if you are focusing on the mid market. Uh, even if you are based in the U.S. and you're selling in Atlanta, you know you're going to do most of it sitting from your desk. And so, it, at one level, it doesn't matter whether you are in uh, in Silicon Valley or you are in Chennai. Uh, so, so that uh, that that evolution of the sales model, the opening up of the mid market, which has only been possible because of you know the the the, deli the cloud being the delivery mechanism, I think uh, has opened up. Uh, a very big market for everybody, and India is participating in it very in a, in, a, in a in a in a full way. And I think in narrow niches, you are beginning to see uh, players out of India uh, starting to emerge as possible category leaders. You mentioned Zoho. Uh, you know, clearly, it's in a big space. It's done very well for itself. But there are lots of baby Zohos uh, that are coming up. One of one of your portfolio company in which I'm an investor is Orinscape, and uh, uh, and Kitsflow is witnessing that the product Kitsflow is witnessing that as we speak. Uh, so that's the big shift. I I think I still continue to believe that uh, uh, that infrastructure companies uh, will will also do well, even though they have a field sales force that they need in the U.S. Because the companies are doing a very good job, much like Israel, of moving their base from India to the U.S., uh, especially for sales and marketing. And the company that you often highlight as the poster child uh, of India, and in my, my, I'm, I'm always delighted to hear about that because I'm an angel investor there. Uh, Dhruva uh, is an example of this, and and Dhruva may well turn out to be the first. In pure tech company to go for a US IPO 18 to 24 months from now. So I think overall things are trending in the right direction. Uh, there are lots of uh, things to do on the ecosystem side. There are gaps that need to be filled, and uh, and organizations like uh, Nascom are playing a role, and of course iSpirit is very active there as well. So um, folks, just to give you a little bit of color on a few things that Ravi and Sharad have said. Um, the Zoho trend, um, what Charad said about baby Zohos, there are actually a lot of companies that are doing something in the cloud, selling into the small, medium market, and uh, and these these are online customer acquisition strategies, so they can be done from anywhere. Uh, one of our earliest portfolio companies that has gone on to raise like $44 million and, and has just touched the milestone of 30,000 customers is Freshdesk. It's a team that came out of Zoho and uh, has come to compete very effectively with a public company called Zendesk. This company is Freshdesk. 
And uh, it's an example of the baby Zoho trend. They have crossed $10 million in revenue. And Dhruva, which was also discussed by Narin Gupta last week, um, uh, Dhruva has now crossed $10 million a quarter, whereas Freshdesk is $10 million a year. Dhruva is now at $10 million a quarter. It is doing enterprise sales around the world. As both companies have moved their headquarters now to uh, San Francisco area, but they're, they both operate as very sizable Indian companies. So um, let me actually um, kind of parse out everything we heard into a few different categories and maybe double-click down on each of those. So there are essentially four categories of cloud businesses that Indian entrepreneurs are building right now. One is enterprise uh, software selling into the Indian market. One is enterprise software selling into the global market. The third is software, cloud software selling into the Indian mid-market and small businesses. And then we have the cloud software selling into the global market. The two companies we've discussed so far, Dhruva and um, Freshdesk, Dhruva, Zoho and Freshdesk, actually three companies, Dhruva falls in the enterprise software category, cloud, but enterprise, uh, selling into the global market. Zoho and Freshdesk are mid-market and SME software categories, cloud software, selling into the global market. Now, that still leaves a couple of other categories that we have not yet discussed. One is enterprise software selling into the Indian market, and two is mid-market software selling into the Indian market. Now, enterprise software selling into the uh, Indian market, we have a good example, actually, Sapiens, which I think at least one of you are uh, probably an investor in as well. Uh, Sapiens has, has built up, uh, you know, some level of revenue selling into the Indian market. Um, and then there's been a very big initiative from Icepritz very recently, um, which is to really nurture uh, companies, cloud companies, selling into the Indian mid-market. So, Sharad, you probably would be um, the best person to start talking about the mid-market uh, Indian companies. Yeah, so in the, you know, the Indian, Indian mid-market and the small market, I think there are two different price levels. Uh, uh, you know, there's very interesting stuff that is happening in the mid-market. Uh, 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 you know, the, the volumes are still small, but the market is starting to go reasonably quickly. But the real action, I think, from my perspective, the most exciting part is actually the small market. And these are uh, companies like Facto, which are essentially selling an ERP-type solution to uh, individual doctors at, at one rupee an appointment. And, and as you know, that's... Uh, so 50 appointments will cost you a dollar. So, so they, they are, they are radical. This is really micropricing at work. There is another company called Greatit, uh, which is selling a payroll solution, uh, which is actually quite good because Intuit uses that payroll solution both in India and Singapore. You know, they, they, they don't have, they haven't deployed their own solution in these markets. And, uh, they sell at 10 rupees per paycheck or per person per month. So, so essentially, you get uh, you know 20 cents per person. So, uh, you have an HR solution from EmployWise here, which is sold at you know 50 cents a person a month. And these are these are you know very good quality solutions. So, what they are doing is they are 
they are using this radical pricing nano pricing to overcome resistance uh, adoption resistance from very small businesses in india and for this model to work they literally need a million customers because if they don't get to a million 2 million 3 million customers this business is not material at all and uh, and i would watch out for these companies because once they crack the indian market and get to a million customers uh, you know they'll their ambitions will grow and they'll go after other markets as well and they'll therefore have a fairly disruptive impact uh, over a period of time and remember there is an indian company which has a million business customers and and that is the quickbooks of india and that is tally and that's also been very aggressively priced and that is how they cracked open that market so so i think there is excitement on the india market side on both fronts the small business where nano pricing is being used and the mid market business uh, you know where there's still friction to selling uh, and that is where uh, i spirit is playing a role in two ways one is by running a program called software adoption initiative which is educating the buyers we run something called buy workshop that scale we've done 6000 of those workshops so far and buy stands for be an informed buyer so it's actually buyer facing you educate them so that they move from a late, being a latent buyer to an actual buyer and uh, and if everything goes well uh, you know we'll announce hopefully in november or december that we shall do 50000 bikes next year and that's going to materially change uh, the marketplace in india in the mid market level uh, the second part that we are doing is actually uh, samana you've been a jury member there as well and uh, uh, we selected eight companies uh, who operate in the india facing uh, mid market space and we brought the successful entrepreneurs like the co-founder of and ceo of zoho and you know many of the people that have been profiled by samanna before uh, as mentors uh, for a year so that they can find ways to grow their business uh, in an accelerated fashion so i would say you know from a vp perspective the indian market is not very attractive it's very hard to attract capital right now uh, but there are systematic efforts being made to change that so that you get higher velocity and therefore it becomes an in fashion market hopefully a couple of years from now it's going to take a little while for uh, these the market that uh, sharad just talked about at length is a market that is that generally does not grow at vc scale you know vcs want to see hockey stick growth curves and and that's hardest to see in that market yet it's going to take a bit of time and and uh, that velocity to increase so it will be for a few years before that market becomes in, of interest to vcs but the market that is actually of great interest to vcs right now are indian companies like the fresh desk dhruva type of companies that are actually going after the global market so ravi um, you have nascom product council coming up and i saw on facebook that you've already sold out the conference uh, what's on the what's on the agenda and, and uh, how are you seeing this uh, vc interest in the indian companies selling into the global market Well, there's lots of interest, and you know that interest doesn't always translate into fundings. I think people are, you know, still cautious, as Sharad said. You know, they, especially where the play is, part at least partly domestic, right? The strategy of selling uh, for the for the venture. So I think you know you're starting to see some of the companies have to build hybrid strategies where they have a market that faces the U.S. 
uh, and and serves India, where where they have actually interest in both in serving both markets, or they go pure global, right? And where they go pure global, as they scale out, they start to build a, a minimum viable product. Uh, they start to get some traction, and uh, when they go global, they have to be in the markets, right? So they're serving. Uh, that are dominated their revenue streams. I think, you know, the product conclave is one of our events. Uh, it's an annual watershed event that we have uh, where we showcase, we help people connect, we bring the community together. Uh, we have an awesome uh, cast of characters, and, you know, we've brought, uh, you know, I would say almost uh, all the big top entrepreneurs uh, on, on to, the, to the event, both uh, across uh, the Indian landscape, and uh, we've brought several of the top entrepreneurs from around the world. Uh, for instance, in the cloud space, uh, we have Deerich Pandey uh, of Nutanix. Uh, we have Parkin Manor of Nexenta. We have BB Jagdish, who's done a couple of cloud startups. They all we will be speaking here. Promote Hawk is coming out. So it's a, you know, I, I don't want to read all the names because, you know, your favorite entrepreneur VCs like Dave McClure and others also coming out. So it'll be a fun uh, three days. And, uh, you know, I think it's much more about, uh, uh, you know, connecting people, uh, bringing a sense of confidence in wanting to work with India, exposing uh, the entrepreneurs we have here, uh, that they have the potential to be world-class and some of them are already performing at the world-class bar. So we will have 125 companies that will be showcasing at the event for the first time. Uh, we will then be, uh, if you remember, Saramana, you were there in Silicon Valley when we brought out 30 entrepreneurs. Next year, we'll be bringing out 100 entrepreneurs for an India Innovation Week in Silicon Valley. And uh, it's basically to help, again, connect. So that's one area in which we work. We also have a 10,000 startups program that is tackling the base of the pyramid, of the entrepreneurial pyramid, from where we see some of the more uh, powerful, innovative ideas of the product space emerging over the next couple of years. For instance, India is primed for a mobile-only uh, play. And I think, you know, uh, while Sharad has listed out uh, several very good companies, those, those, those plays are a little harder because of the skills gaps, because of lack of connectivity, because, you know, not everybody here is connected on the web in the traditional sense. But I think India can leapfrog and some of those companies can actually achieve uh, you know, the huge numbers, the million-plus subscribers in a mobile-only world. And I think there's some huge opportunities there to be tackled, uh, especially if the design of the product is mobile and, and mobile first and mobile only. Uh, and I think that's where, you know, so we're going to see some real innovation. I also think there's lots of innovation uh, to be had in India in the, in the IoT and software space. That combination is going to be very critical going forward. Uh, the world is going to be a combination of product, uh, it's going to be a, a combination of product, hardware, solutions, and data. And it's, it's primarily going to be about delivering experiences, in my opinion. And people are going to be buying experiences, both in their mobile and their multi-screen kind of environments, in their TVs, in their cars, uh, wherever it is. And, you know, fundamentally, all of, all of us entrepreneurs are going to have to gear up for that. That, that, that world that is a converged world where, you know, you have devices at the edge, you have logic at the core, and that combination is going to provide a magical experience for the user. And I, I'm, I'm encouraging our internet entrepreneurs to start thinking three years out, and how do you provide that magic out of India? You know, the, the, the Nest kind of magic, right, that Google was so enamored by. Uh, I think there's opportunities there as well. And finally, I think, you know, an area where uh, there's huge opportunities in uh, a headless uh, uh, or, or 
uh, ventures, i.e. headless op uh, op op products and op offerings, that is the API economy. That's an area where India could do very well. Uh, you know, we we sometimes ignore that area, but it's an, uh, it's an, a huge opportunity both to serve within India uh, because, you know, there's a whole bunch of government organizations who we are working with at NASCOM to help them expose the APIs. Uh, we're working across the board with some companies that, uh, that could actually benefit from uh, providing their data and their, and their logic capabilities to others that could consume them at, uh, at higher level, layers in the, in the stack. Uh, and I think, you know, the one benefit you have in tackling the India market, while I understand it's hard to break into initially, is there's very little legacy baggage. Uh, there's a lot of greenfield opportunity. Lots of the mid and uh, SMB market uh, has never even touched IT, and there's a huge leapfrog opportunity. You know, as we get always connected, uh, you know, uh, shopkeepers, retailers, you know, auto rickshaw guys, <laughs> you know, across the board in, in every aspect of life as, you know, the endpoints are going to get connected to the cloud and, and permanently so, uh, that's going to open up huge opportunities in my mind for entrepreneurs to come in and build beautiful differentiated solutions that can capture value. And I think we're going to start seeing that. Uh, I think, you know, that's, uh, those are some of the areas, and I think obviously, you know, you've got vertical uh, opportunities as well in India. Sapiens is one example of that. There's others that we've seen that have started to take off in various areas where they can serve vertical markets. And India is a land of opportunity because we have so much resource leakage. We have such poor infrastructure in many cases. We have so low penetration of IT. Uh, productivity is low in many areas, uh, low enough that you could add up what I call the 1%. That is, if you can find a big enough market, and India has many big markets, if you could improve 1% in, in a few different small silos, as long as, the large, as, as long as the target market is large enough, I think those 1% can really add up to a huge value for entrepreneurs who can identify and, and solve real problems and, and provide solutions to, to, to improve and optimize, you know? So, very, again, I think, you know, Lots of opportunity, but you know there's a big slog ahead of us. That's for sure. Uh, there's no guarantees any single entrepreneur will do well, but I think uh, you know we have enough people trying and enough passion, and I think enough uh, perseverance that we're going to see some really good outcomes uh, in the next few years. So, uh, on that note, my next question um, is, what? Do you see, and of course we see a lot of Indian entrepreneurs as well, so that all three of us have a lot of exposure to the Indian entrepreneurship community at this point. What are you seeing in terms of the psychology of these entrepreneurs? Are they going to be patient and are they realistic about what it is going to take to build these companies? Because it is going to take a long time for them to uh, you know, fully work through the market development, the market itself is immature, and, uh, you know, the pace of adoption of these, you know, as you said, greenfield customers, they don't have legacy baggage, but at the same time, people who do not, who have not purchased software before or have purchased a lot of IT before are tend to be slow and, and uh, unsure in their buying cycles. Yep. How, how do you see... No, I... Yeah, I agree, and I, that's why I, I think the mobile-first opportunity is tremendous. I mean, when was the last time you opened up a health manual to use a mobile app? You never did, and that's what we need. We have a skills gap in India. Something has to be 
very easy to train on, to use immediately out of the box, right? Uh, and so I think, you know, that's where I see the mobile app being extremely, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, a, a, in terms of adoption, very low friction. I see that being the model going forward for the vast majority of successful software entrepreneurs in India. And I think, you know, it's going to be, it's going to require a different mindset. You've got to kind of think different here and when you're building this because you don't have necessarily great proxies from Silicon Valley for that because even Silicon Valley is figuring out how to go mobile only. Uh, it's all it's all fresh for everybody, all of us, you know. And a small team here could execute just as well as a team in Silicon Valley on that front, you know, if, if they can put the right talent together. I think design talent, use experience talent. I think you know uh, the right mobile uh, engineering expertise and the growth hacking. If they can put all that. I think we have the other pieces of the pie, you know, uh, in place. So I, I think, you know, the entrepreneurs to your earlier question, are they resilient? I think, uh, you know, you'll find a subset of them are. The folks you mentioned, Just Breathe, Girish from Freshdesk, those guys are resilient. But, they you know, they're the pick of the, the litter in some sense, right? They've been successful already. So a little bit of adverse selection in, in picking those names out. But, you know, when you look at the, the average entrepreneur here, they are very passionate. Their, their passion probably exceeds their skills today. Uh, I think uh, their drive probably exceeds their resources, but I think we'll get all those four elements up there over time, right? I think, you know, you're going to find a couple of generations later, you're going to have, you know, uh, several generations of folks who've been through two, three startups, and they're going to have, have learned a lot. And, and they're going to be able to spin off a bunch of companies. You're already seeing that. The Inmobis of the world have many startups. The Burps of the world have many startups. You know, you're starting to see companies that started four or five years ago now have, uh, you know, several of their offsprings, so, so to say, alumni offsprings, right, uh, build companies. And I think that's just going to cascade, you know, as we see the, the tree grow in some sense. You know, one of my favorite examples actually is Girish Raoji, not Girish uh, Matrubutam, but Girish Raoji, who is the CEO of uh, Great Tip. This company has been around for a long time. They do the paycheck. It's kind of like the pay cycle equivalent for India. And uh, Sharad mentioned it earlier. The company has been around for a long, long time. And, and uh, again, because, the, because it has taken a long time to build the company to a certain pace, the, the growth has been linear, you know, lower velocity, and that is the dynamic of a market that is just starting to happen. Um, it's going to, so for the entrepreneurs, yes, there's a huge amount of opportunity. The combination of cloud and mobile is a phenomenally powerful combination. You can deliver value from a, through a mobile interface, but with a cloud service in the back end, this is a very powerful disruptive force. and, and you know, presumably there's going to be a lot of interesting success stories coming out of this, and many of you are going to be building those success stories. But please keep in mind that it is not going to be a, an overnight process. It's not going to be a high-velocity success. In the U.S. right now, cloud businesses are scaling at a phenomenal pace. If you look at the pace at which a company like Marketo has scaled, um, it's immense. Those, that kind of velocity is not going to be available in the Indian market. So there's going to be a lot of slogging for a number of years to build businesses facing the Indian market because the adoption pace is slower. So be realistic on what you're getting into and, and what you're taking on. So on that so note, I, I would like to amplify. 
you know, Samana, Samana, if I could just add a few minutes uh, to what you're saying. And I, 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 I think, therefore, it is vitally important that we promote bootstrapping. You know, the great tips example, the apartment adda example, you know, because it will take a long time before they get into this predictable, you know, hyper growth, which is where, you know, uh, at least VC capital can come in. And, uh, and so right now we are overly focused on celebrating the Silicon Valley model while we know for sure that is not the appropriate model, right? I mean, for example, if you take this mobile uh, example, the most successful company in that has been News Hunt, and that grew on the back of the same, you know, bootstrap for a long while before you get ready for VC capital, kind of a mode. And that is not changing. And, and so we need to make sure that we don't get captivated by, you know, taking this faithful replica of the Silicon Valley model here. And we have to be very grounded uh, because A, the customer situation is different. B, the amount of capital, risk capital available in India is very, very low uh, at this point in time compared to the demand for that capital. So, so I think you're absolutely right. I, I think we need to celebrate bootstrapping much, much more than we do today. And, uh, and let's stay focused on that mission as well. Ravi needs to drop off. Sharad, are you staying for the rest of the session, or do you need to drop off as well? I, it, I, I am Samana in Delhi. Uh, when I signed up for this, I was going to be in Bangalore. So I am in Delhi. If, uh, if you don't mind, I would love to drop off, then I can get back to my hotel. Thank you very much, Sharad and Ravi, for being here and uh, giving us a, your perspective of what's happening in India. Good luck with all your initiatives with iSprit and uh, NASCOM, and we will continue to collaborate.